Absolutely. And I think we can sometimes think of our businesses and our impact and our audiences being so small in the grand scheme of things. But in reality, it can be so big. I mean, going viral isn't the goal, but you could go viral and be and be in front of a whole new audience with a like like that, right? And so I think we sometimes forget how much of an impact we truly can have just by showing up as we are and if we don't see it, be it. Welcome to Inclusion and Marketing, the show that's all about helping you develop the skills and insights you need to win the attention, adoration, and loyalty of more consumers, especially those with differences that are often ignored by brands. I'm your host, Sonia Thompson, an inclusive brand coach, strategist, consultant, and someone with a lot of differences. Let's get to it. Okay, I've got another podcast recommendation for you. It's Latinx in Power, hosted by Thaisa Fernandez. It's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. This podcast features interviews with top-level executives, entrepreneurs, and innovators from Latin America, aiming to demystify the tech industry by providing listeners with insider perspectives and insight from Latin American leaders who have succeeded in their fields. I like listening to this podcast because I like hearing from a broad diversity of voices and hearing from and learning from their experiences. One episode I'm super excited to dive into is the latest one, Lead Generation Journey with Glenville Dixon Jr. Listen to Latinx Empower wherever you get your podcasts. There's been more than a few times where I found myself scrolling through social media and seeing a product or service I'm interested in, but then I scroll through the content on that account and only to quickly realize, oh, this actually isn't for me. Now, it wasn't that the account came right out and said, this isn't for people like you, Sonia, but rather the visual imagery the brand put forth sent me a quick and clear signal that I did not belong. And that's a shame because if I've taken the time to click through and peruse through the content on the account, it's for a product or service that I'm interested in or will have a need for in the not so distant future. So how can you ensure that the content your brand produces sends the this is for you signal rather than one that says you don't belong here to more of the consumers who have the problem that your brand solves? I sat down with Natasha Pierre, a video and marketing coach and host of the Shine Online podcast, and she gives some really great advice on how to make more people feel seen, not only with your content, but within the community you build and throughout your customer experience as well. It was a delightful conversation. So without further ado, here's Natasha. Hello, Natasha. Thanks so much for joining me today. How are you? Doing good. Excited to chat. Me too. All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive right in. This is going to be a really fun conversation. Um, so before we get too far into it, let the people know who are you and what do you do? I'm a video marketing coach at Shine with Natasha. I help small businesses to leverage video content for their brands with confidence, specifically with original video content. 
Very cool. Well, I'm actually a student of yours. I've been learning from you for what feels like years. It actually has been years. <laughs> so um, I, I'm always like, you know, hanging on the different things that you're saying, watching what you're doing and trying to implement it into what I do. So I'm glad that you're here and you can share um, some of your wisdom with everyone today. Um, so I'm curious to know from your perspective, what role does video and social media play in consumers buying behavior today? Because I feel like it's very different than what it was even like three years ago. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing is that we're consuming more video content. In 2020, we saw the boom with TikTok and then Reels and now YouTube and Shorts. And really across no matter where you're consuming or creating or marketing with social media, there's going to be video. But also video adds such a dynamic element to your marketing strategy because people can literally see and hear and actually experience the movement of your product or your offer or your expertise or whatever it is that you're wanting to sell or talk about with social media. Um, I love written captions and emails. I also love photos and great graphics, but video adds in all the dynamic elements into one piece of content, which makes it highly converting. And I really think another thing that so many more consumers are thinking about is the actual vibe of your brand. People are investing less on all the details with the actual offer or product it is that you're selling, but a lot more with just feeling connected with you and feeling like they know you and feeling like they trust you. So it's really just become such a big influential part of how we buy and how we sell with social media. Yeah, I can co-sign to all of it, right? Like, I feel like mentally, as I think about it as a consumer standpoint, I don't feel like it has so much influence. But whenever I think about my behavior and how I respond to people and how I sort of miss people whenever I don't see their faces on social, I know that it is influencing me in a different sort of way. Um, so it, it's definitely popping up. Can you talk a little bit about what your own experience has been of how you use video in particular to find cool products and service providers? Yes, absolutely. I always like to give the uh, preface that I am a Gen Z millennial cuss. So I feel <laughs> like I kind of identify with both groups in different ways, which really influences how I buy. Um, I'm a lot more likely if I know the founder's story, if I know the why behind the product, if I can see the product or offer in action, I am so much more likely to buy. And even with apps like TikTok, you can actually have this level of discovery as well. It's like also being a way for to discover new options, discover new brands, to discover new creators, to discover new educators. And so it's a really big part of how I buy, but also how I invest for my business. I'm thinking of my coach that I recently invested in is yes, I was like looking at her captions and I was looking at her carousels and all those types of things. But it was when I started binging her stories and when I went on one of her lives that I was like, I am sold. This is my coach. And <laughs> so it is such an influential part of how I buy and consume content because yes, there's video everywhere, but I'm able to really catch the vibe of 
what it is that I'm going to buy and see it in such a more dynamic way. So pretty much everything that I'm like looking at around my desk and my office and also things I've invested in in my business have probably had some level of influence with social media and how I'm consuming on it. Yeah, I feel like I've seen, what was it? TikTok maybe buy it, that hashtag from a number of people where they're talking about like all the things that they've bought because they saw it on social, right? Um, But yeah, it doesn't just apply to products. It applies to service providers as well. Now, I've seen you talk a little bit because you you got married a while back. And I remember you talking about feeling othered by the wedding industry in particular (laughs) whenever you were looking for vendors and providers. Can you talk about like what that means, what your experience has been and how it made, like, what did you do as a result of feeling that way from like the imagery that you were seeing? Yes, absolutely. I think this applies to a lot of industries, but the wedding industry being one of the most notable ones is something as small as like looking at vendors' Instagram accounts or going on Pinterest and looking for inspiration and making a mood board, I could never see us as a couple in the imagery, in the vibe. And I feel like even when I was looking for inspiration for like hair and makeup, like there were no like natural curly hairstyles. And even with our amazing vendors, And this definitely influenced our decision is even though our amazing vendors, I would say we try to prioritize people that we felt like were more inclusive and had a lot more diversity in the types of clients they worked with, but it still was such a small part of their portfolio or their Instagram feed. So it was quite literally like visibly apparent how little there was representation And I was able to see some of it on Pinterest and some of it on TikTok and some of it on Instagram, but it was always such a small portion in contrast to it mainly being a very white space. Yeah. I I was talking with um, somebody that I was coaching recently about this very thing and just how I think sometimes, a lot of times brands forget in the visual imagery that they put forth, even something as simple as the customers that they've worked with, Mm -hmm. the importance of people seeing people like them or who they aspire to be is, is priceless, right? And that in terms of helping them figure out whether or not they feel like they belong with a particular business or not. So something as simple as, you know, making sure that one, you have a more diverse customer base and two, Mm -hmm. showcasing more of that diversity and the imagery, the testimonials, the visuals that you're using goes a long way to helping you attract even more, um, a broader, you know, group of customers because people, if they don't see themselves reflected, they're just going to like, okay, this isn't for me and, you know, keep on marching, finding the, the, somebody else who will be. Yes. 100%. I was actually on one of my client coaching calls and I was just looking at their amazing Zoom faces and I was like, this is such a diverse group, not only in their industries, but in age, in gender identity, in racial identity. And I feel like that isn't just a coincidence. I think it is by intention with the brand that I hope and strive to create. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you could be in other educators groups and you probably would have a completely different experience. 
And it is important because on those calls, we talk about what it's like to feel like you're too old in the space or that are people like, like, I know it was so, this is like a literal example that my client brought to me literally this week where she was kind of comparing herself to someone in the industry. And she's like, this person is growing so fast. And we were kind of just discussing why. And she's like, I don't know if it's because she's a white woman and I'm a Latina. And so there's all that nuance that comes with, especially with, with what I talk about with being on video and by being able to create a space where people feel seen and feel like they can show up as 100% themselves, it makes it where we can go deeper. And it's not to discount any of the other programs or communities or creators out there that are maybe in a similar space to me, but they can never help their clients that are in those different groups because they haven't been able to create a space where they feel seen. So it really is so, so important because yes, you're going to attract more of those people, which then has that trickle effect of really just creating an overall more inclusive brand. Yeah. So you just brought up something where she was like, is this person achieving success because she's a white woman? You know, I'm not is, you know, how those degrees of privilege, right? They do influence the rate sometimes at which people are able to achieve success. I recently um, invested in a program and one of the things that help make it an absolutely yes, I'm going to sign up for this is I was looking at the testimonials of the people who were in it and they were so diverse. They were people of all different ages. They were different racial backgrounds. They were different industries. And I saw myself, right? I saw myself in who the customers were. So there wasn't a question of, will this work for someone like me? Because if mm-hmm. I, there, I was actually able to see it in the visuals that it already has worked for people like me. So I think that's especially important. Now I can hear people asking, but Sonia, but Natasha, like, you know, I am, I am the face of my brand. (laughs) I'm this one person and, you know, I may not be part of a visually diverse community, right? That people are able to look at it and see. How would you recommend someone who is the face of their brand be inclusive with the visual imagery that they're putting forth, whether it's their videos or other types of content, so that it helps to make other people who aren't part of those identities feel seen. Absolutely. And I think it's like important to note that um, it's impossible for any of us to 100% represent everybody, right? That's what makes us all so unique. So I think there's that permission giving element of like, you, there's no way you can represent everyone and that's okay. But a few ways to do this is with your internal community. What I mean by that is, yes, this can be your followers, but I'm talking more of like your clients, your team, your contractors, people you collaborate with and create content with and all of those different things. That is how you show people that they are seen and heard and in that safe space. And it's something you have to do so, so intentionally and not a like, oh, I need more Black people on my podcast. Let me go reach out to all these Black... Like, no, we don't do that, which obviously Sonia will definitely (laughs) um, share share that is correct. Um, But it's something that you want to be intentional about. That's, I think, the key word here is if you're looking at your team and you're like, 
oh, everyone on my team looks a certain way, they have a certain perspective, then maybe there needs to be a little bit more intention on how you're hiring diversely. I feel like that is like the best place to start. And when it comes to the actual content is like really think of everything from not only what you're visually showing, but how you are saying things. An example of this is I saw a brand photographer who was so well-intended in how she was creating content and talking about her offer, but she mentioned something along the lines of like, oh, like, and, you know, make sure you get your spray tan before your shoe. And I'm like, I have never gotten a spray tan. (laughs) Um, You know, so I think there's little things like that is just be really conscious with how you're speaking about your offers and how you're positioning your products to make sure that you're not alienating people right off the bat. So even just how you're saying things can really go a long way, but also how you're visually communicating things. So like whenever you're doing a photo shoot and you're maybe having um, extras on the shoot, try to get different sizes, shapes, ages, like Try to every time you're creating content, when you're bringing in other people or you're just creating it yourself, really think about all the different types of people that might be watching or listening and create for them. When you kind of have that in the back of your mind, it allows you to create more space to be like, oh, maybe I won't say this, but I definitely want to make sure to include this so I really can be speaking to as many people as possible. Yeah. Yeah. You said my, one of my favorite words around here, intentionality, but it really does take that type of focus and making sure that if you want more people to feel seen and like they belong with you, you have to be intentional about the way you show up for them so that they can say that, oh yeah, like, you know, she really does see me, you know, they, they really do understand who I am and what it is that I need. Have you, do you have any other thoughts on what makes someone's content more inclusive um, than inclusive in a more authentic way that doesn't feel sort of forced. I really feel like just create content in a way that you would like to consume. Um, and I think that will resonate with different people in a different way. But I know when I'm thinking of brands that I love, creators that I love, When I think about wanting to hear different perspectives and seeing different ways of doing things and hearing different ways of doing things and experiencing different things in different ways, when you're able to think of how you'd like to consume and create in that way, that's really where it can become more authentic for us and less of a, oh my gosh, am I doing this right? Do I need to do more? Do I need to do it this way? It's like, how would you want to do it? And I think it can be as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. Like trying to remember the name of that guy you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron or could it be Don or John or Sean? Yeah, that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution part, at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform 
for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that handles frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps reps anticipate customer needs and a full 360 view of every customer so your go-to-market team can keep a pulse on accounts before trying to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. And you know what that means. Better service and happier customers at every stage of the journey. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. All right, I want to switch gears a little bit um, because one of the things that you talk a lot about, a lot about in um, your content is the things that video can do for you and showing up on video can do for you as in particular for entrepreneurs and business leaders and, you know, people who are trying to establish their authority, what are your thoughts on, like, can you share a little bit more about how in particular for people who are part of underrepresented groups who may shy away from showing up in this way, what Mm -hmm. would you, like, how would you um, advise them to leverage these types of platforms to get more wins, to get that visibility that they feel like they might not be getting right now? There is so much here, so much here. The first thing that came to mind is resiliency. Um, It can be really hard to show up when you're discouraged by what you're continuing to see in the space and the change that you're wanting to create. You're just not seeing that momentum. So you really have to be resilient in how you're continuing to consistently show up for your brand. But I think there's so much to be said for when we ourselves show up, we are creating more diverse spaces. When someone sees someone that looks like you and sounds like you and comes from your background, you are carving out that new Space and way. I feel like so many of us can think to our childhood where you pulled up your favorite movie or read your favorite book or whatever it was, and you literally never saw someone like you. I literally am just thinking of, I saw that. um, I literally just saw it yesterday and I was like, in all my fields, because I saw we had a black Tinkerbell. She had like a (laughs) curly bun. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, some people might never know what it's like to to watch an amazing sh- a movie as a child and be like, this is great, but like, this isn't me. Like, I could yeah. never be in this. Like, I could never be a Tinkerbell. And so I think we now have this really unique power to do that ourselves. Yeah. So I always like to think of like, we have the the power to create our own stage. Your stage can be your Instagram, your podcast, your YouTube, your TikTok your content, your own summit, whatever it is that you have the desire to put out there in the world, by you showing up, by you bringing in other people in your community, that is creating that change little by little. Another more actionable way is like putting people in their place of like, hey, I'd love (laughs) to be a part of this event. I'd love to be on your podcast, but I really think you should prioritize more Black creators or more women of color or whatever it is. And here's some great people to start with. I know I'm guilty of not doing this enough because sometimes we think, 
wow, I'm just so grateful that I'm one of the people in the room of all these other people that looks and sound a certain way. But we really need to be our first advocates, which is really where it comes back to that resiliency, right? Like sometimes we're going to get tired of like, do y'all not see that everyone looks the same? Like, does everyone not see that? Like, have we not talked about this? Right. So hopefully that can give some actionable tips of like, really go into it from a mindset of like, you have to be resilient because this type of change does take time and patience sometimes. The other thing is knowing that you can create your own stage and by you showing up, you are creating that change. You are showing your audience what is possible. You are inspiring someone else to do that same thing. And the other layer is like calling people out in a very respectful way and advocating for other people as well. But I know, especially like I work with so many women of color specifically. So this is like the experience that I'm speaking to, but I think so much in life, in the corporate world, whatever it is, we have been told to dim our shine, that our hair has to look a certain way, that we have to sound a certain way. I mean, everything you could name, we have been told this. So understand that it's going to feel challenging at first to rewrite what that looks like for you. Yeah. Like an example is I often hear people saying like, well, my edges aren't laid. Like I can't <laughs> go on stories if I'm looking like my hair's looking a mess. But we have to rewrite of like, but if your audience is watching and they're watching with their bonnet in their bed, yeah. then like they're going to relate to that. So I think it's really rewriting. What does professional mean? What does showing up on video mean? What does being confident mean? And being able to carve out our own path for that. So um, I think part of one of the things that I'm I'm hearing you say is that basically you're rewriting the narrative whenever you show up. And whenever you're showing up as your full and authentic self, and that can be changed in the narrative of what professionalism looks like. It can be changed in the narrative of what an expert looks like. And in terms of like, just, you know, they can be different ages, different body sizes, different races, you know, different hairstyles and textures. And I, I think that that's more of how showing up is more of like a liberation of other people. There's this, there's this, I don't want to call it, call it like a poem or whatever. It's Our Deepest Fear by Marianne Williamson. And there's this part of it where she's like, you know, you're playing small, like basically doesn't serve the world. But mm-hmm. whenever you do show up as your light and you let your light shine, whatever, um, you give other people permission to do the same. And I think that's kind of basically what it boils down to. The more we show up, the more we give other people who are like us permission to do it. But at the same time, we're changing the narrative and the perception of people who aren't a part of those communities, but might have a different perception as they watch us. Yes, absolutely. And I think we can sometimes think of our businesses and our impact and our audiences being so small in the grand scheme of things. But in reality, it can be so big. I mean, going viral isn't the goal, but you could go viral and and be in front of a whole new audience with a like like that, right? And so mm-hmm. I think we sometimes forget how much of an impact we truly can have just by showing up as we are and if we don't see it, be it. Yeah. For sure. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about what you do and just kind of following along with your journey and your teachings? 
Yes, you can connect with me over on Instagram at Shine with Natasha, and I'm also on YouTube and TikTok. And then you can also listen in on the Shine Online podcast wherever you're listening to this podcast. And Sonia's going to be on super soon. Yay! It's going to be fun. <laughs> Any parting <laughs> words of wisdom for business leaders who want to make more customers feel like they belong, particularly with their video content and on social? Uh, I think the biggest thing is, I know it can feel, I know I feel this, but I think it can be so easy to feel like you're not doing enough or you're doing it wrong. And I think that fear can hold us back. But just know, just by having the intention, just by having the goal, just by listening to a podcast episode like this and implementing even just a small part of it, that you're doing something that's worthwhile. And so I think just Keeping the positive mindset of like every little thing counts and that it doesn't have to be perfect to be impactful. For sure. Oh, this has been so much fun. I'm so glad that we were able to chat. And I I really just want to thank you again for stopping by. Yes. Thank you so much. This was great. Natasha had so many cool things to share. And as you think about how to take action on what you heard, I'd recommend focusing your efforts on making sure that the people that you want to serve are able to see themselves or who they aspire to be reflected throughout your customer journey, whether that's in your photos and video content, your testimonials, the experts you feature, or even who you collaborate with. When people see themselves reflected, it gives them permission to take the next step forward with you. When they don't see themselves reflected, they go off in search of another option that does make them feel like they belong. Be intentional with that and you will see results in terms of the makeup of the people you serve. That's it for today's episode. If you like this show, I'd love it if you share it with a friend, colleague, or your network. It really does go a long way toward helping more people discover the show and getting more people focused on inclusion and belonging. Do you know what inclusive brand type you are? All inclusive brands are not created equal. So go take this super short and fun quiz I created for you to find out what your inclusive brand type is and what that means about the way in which you show up. Go to inclusivemarketing.co slash quiz to find out. I'll drop the link for it in the show notes so you can access it easily. Until next time, remember, everyone deserves to have a place where they belong. Let's use our individual and collective power to ensure more people feel like they do. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon.